This is Works in Progress, a podcast from the UCLA School of the Arts and Architecture. I'm Avishai Artsy. Maybe you're a medical worker, and these are frustrating and scary times, or a grocery store worker, or a delivery person, or someone else deemed essential. Millions are filing for unemployment. For those of us who are lucky enough to still have jobs and can do those jobs from home, the world has shrunk to the confines of the walls around us. We're home a lot these days. This used to be a refuge from the world, a sacred personal space to retreat to, to relax. Now we're working and studying from home. Maybe we're raising children at home or caring for grandparents. The boundaries have blurred. As we bake, pick up new hobbies, and try to get closer to our families, a lot of us are learning new ways of being home. We're devoting three episodes to the topic of home, each featuring a faculty member of UCLA Arts. We'll talk to graphic designer Willem Henry Lucas at his downtown LA loft, where he keeps a collection of objects from his travels around the world. And we'll check in with architecture theorist Dana Cuff about how homes, offices, and cities might change if telecommuting becomes the norm. But let's begin with photographer Catherine Opie. Home and domesticity have been themes of her work for a long time. She made portraits of lesbians and their families in the series Domestic, captured scenes of family and community in the series In and Around Home, photographed Elizabeth Taylor's home and possessions in 700 Neems Road, and in her recent series The Modernist, her friend and longtime subject Pigpen appears to be running around LA and setting fire to famous modernist homes designed by John Lautner. We caught up with Kathy at her family's vacation home in Three Rivers near Sequoia National Park. Uh, my wife and my daughter and our grandson Joaquin came up here to where I am now in Three Rivers. And Oliver still had a week of school before spring break, my son who's 18. So I stayed at home in Los Angeles with him for that week. This was always a place that I got away to from my bigger life in LA. It was a place that I could actually unplug and relax and, you know, people could only reach me on the landline. So now to be turning it into also a place that I work from is really odd. It feels very, I feel very dislocated from my assistant, from my students. I feel um, like it's a very, very unbelievably beautiful place to be in, but it's certainly not life as normal. Wow. So this has become your vacation home slash pandemic home. Well, you know, it's funny. We built it in a joking way, always wanting a place in the country. But jokingly, Julie and I always said, well, at least we have a place to get to if things go down in the city that are really bad. So we've been up here for eight days and I'll have to say it's really lovely. Our grandson and daughter went back to L.A. yesterday, which was really hard and sad to see them go. You know, we did things like build a stick fort. I have my bike here riding around. You can take really long hikes anywhere. Nothing is closed down necessarily up here. All the all the restaurants are, but the grocery store and the hardware store are open, and that's always where we went anyway. But it's a small town of about 2,000 people. For this episode, we're thinking a lot about home because we're spending so much time in our home and because the normal system of like what you do at home versus what you do at work versus what you do out in the world has sort of collapsed and home has become the place where we do everything. And that's not necessarily what it's set up for. So it sort of stretches our idea of what home can be and and what home can encompass. 
Yeah, no, I think so. And and as I said, this was always vacation for me. So there's a part of me that mentally thinks being up here that I'm actually on vacation, but I'm not. I have a show up in LA right now. I have to start meeting with my grad students uh, through Zoom. And I don't know how art is going to be taught in this way. I'm on boards that were really realizing the logistics of an enormous amount of things, you know, MOCA is having to unfortunately furlough a lot of employees. So it's not a vacation whatsoever, but this home for me has always been a place of utter peace. And so I'm happy that we're here in that way. I miss, you know, we we have chickens and rabbits at our house that we're having neighbors take care of. And so it's very weird to be dislocated from your daily life. But um, yeah, we're I'm day eight into this. Ask me what's happening in day 30, how I think of this as a home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you've had a lot of projects that deal with domestic space, with family, that also touch on gender. And home is something that you've thought a lot about. Yeah, I think that uh, photographers in general think about home. I think that's one of the first ways that you express yourself as a photographer. So, you know, when I got my camera at nine, most of my photographs were of my family and around my house in Sandusky, Ohio, and my friends. And, and it was, you know, based around home. And I think that photography in itself lends itself to home. There's Larry Salton, who was my teacher at San Francisco Art Institute, who did really important work around home. And so I think in terms of that genre of photography, home was always a critical place as far as representing family and what home means. And I've done it uh, through a body of work called Domestic, which was traveling around the country for three and a half months photographing uh, lesbians in their homes throughout America. And then there was another body of work called In and Around Home, which was done right after, um, right during the re-election of George W. Bush, actually, where I was looking at the way that America had changed since 9-11. And I think America will now change again in really profound ways. Where living in New York, I really felt what happened in terms of 9-11. And I had just finished a body of work called Wall Street. And, you know, this is profound that the entire world is asked to basically stay at home. And I'm fortunate I have a home. And what is really hard for me right now is the imagining of people who don't have a safe place to be who are without homes. And as we know in Los Angeles, this is a profound reality for 60,000 people. And so I'm very um, concerned about that. I'm very concerned about the notion of home in relationship to the detention that we've done of immigrants coming into this country from Central America and Mexico. And so home is really... um, profound in a way of also showing us of the haves and have nots at this point in time in which I'm grateful for what I've been able to obtain. But at the same time, there's a wrenching at me on a political level of what's happening with other people who aren't as fortunate. Can you talk more about In and Around Home and who your subjects were? 
In and around home dealt with actually home isolation again in a certain way about the neighborhood because one of the things that in and around home was paired with was a body of work called 1999. And so in 1999, our quaint fear was, uh, which I call a quaint fear now, Y2K was this really big fear in 1999. So I went, I was living in New York and teaching at Yale at the time. So a friend of mine, Daphne Fitzpatrick and I got in the car in New York and we decided to do a three and a half week road trip uh, right in December before Y2K hit to do that kind of great American road trip photographic piece that, that you know, Dorothea Lang, Walker Evans. So I was concentrating on the handmade signs, like what kind of constituted the American road trip and the relationship to hand-painted signs and, and a kind of re- an idea around Americana to a certain extent. And then that body of work kind of hung out by itself. And so I decided to, in, I guess it started around 2003, 2004, I started uh, in and around home. And I was living in West Adams. It's a neighborhood where I owned my first house. Um, Julie and I had scraped together enough money to buy a house. And we were living in a beautiful 1908 Craftsman in a neighborhood that was an incredibly diverse, rich neighborhood full of L.A. history that was so unique. And I realized that since 9-11, that we had all of a sudden became a fearful society again, and we were sheltering in place. More home theaters were being built at that given time. All of these things were kind of happening. And so I started just walking around the neighborhood as well as photographing inside my home in relationship to the idea of fear and isolation that happened during the Bush administration. So I wanted to mirror that with the great American landscape of 1999, of the road trip, because no longer were we like exploring. We as Americans felt that terrorism was going to kind of take over our lives and it made us much more insular as a society society and and I guess be at home more. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about that a lot when making that body of work. When I look at your work on home, it's not just documenting, you know, people's homes and families, but it's offering a different view of home. Whether it's your uh, self-portrait from 1993 called Self-Portrait Cutting that shows your back and carved into your skin is a childlike drawing with two stick figure women holding hands. And there's a house behind them with smoke coming out of the chimney and the blood is starting to drip from this carving. And uh, with the domestic series, too, you're really examining your own feelings about home and the traditional nuclear family, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that I always looked at home, thought about home, you know, in that kind of very personal way. You know, I grew up in a kind of a nuclear family. It's like mom, dad, boy, girl, Sandusky, Ohio to Poway, California. And then my parents divorced and then home became really questionable in a certain way. Like whose house do I go to? Dad's house or mom's house? My dad chose to keep us kids with him. And so I think then also what compounded the idea of home is obviously homophobia that all of a sudden coming out as queer and as a lesbian that I wasn't allowed to necessarily have a family or have a home or what is that kind of nuclear family and what does it begin to represent 
in relationship to modeling home. And so that's what really started off with that first piece. But I think that anybody who comes out in their early part of their adult life really questions the relationship of being able to make and obtain home. And I think the larger questions now are definitely within income inequality in terms of who gets a home. And so all of those things, I think, are have been really important for me to explore. The modernist is, is about that, the income inequality, uh, where the last body of work um, four years ago that I made, uh, the character, my good friend Pigpen, Stash Fila, begins to burn down all the iconic modernist houses of L.A., but lives in a tiny one-room studio that happened to be my studio at that moment in time in uh, West Adams. So there is another kind of extension of my home through making the modernist. Yeah, I was thinking of the modernist and showing those homes that we admire so much, but sort of what do they represent? And then also 700 Neems Road and your portrait of Elizabeth Taylor through her home and her belongings. And that also, to me, very much feels like a story about home. It's how do our objects tell a story of, about us? Well, and it's a portrait. The 700 Neems Road body of work is is actually an extended portrait of Elizabeth Taylor. Through like just doing a celebrity portrait, you're never going to gain that kind of personal information from a person. What is a celebrity portrait to a certain extent? So to go into someone's most personal space and be able to make images of that as an extension of portraiture uh, was really fascinating for me. And it's interesting doing all these Zoom meetings because even in the board meetings I'm on, everybody's in their home and I'm kind of perusing their home, you know, like you have a view right now of your ceiling, but a lot of times it's like people's bookcases behind them or they have a virtual background. Uh, so it's so fascinating that we have these little teeny weird windows now to people's domestic spaces. And that is uh, kind of a very photographic thing as well. Sure, yeah, we're choosing how we want to frame ourselves and where we choose to sit while we're on Zoom meetings, and it's marking our identity, I suppose. Most definitely, and I think that that's very fascinating, and the ramifications of that are so interesting. How are you thinking about this moment as a photographer? I, I notice that you've been posting more to Instagram from your walks around your neighborhood. I think that Instagram is nice because it's like taking notes for me right now. And now that I'm in three rivers, I'm more taking landscapes. In some ways, Instagram is more interesting for me at this moment in time than ever before as a photographer. And I think those little like details of homes are still live. Somebody asked me to do a whole still life project that I'll start working on here in the house. Could you see a photo project coming out of this moment and some of the things you're thinking about right now? I think if I had stayed in the city, yeah. Or if I'd gotten in the car and gone across and done a road trip, definitely. I don't necessarily think of a photo project up here. I mean, I've always taken photographs when I'm up here, and there's a huge archive of 16 years of photographs, but I've only printed one of the photographs up here, or two, actually. Julie for girlfriends in the middle of our river, and then... um exhibition that I had at LACMA shows a couple people in a canoe going along a mountainside and that was taken up here. And then one other actually photograph that I made for MOCA for the collector's circle 
And it was people like playing in the river when it was full on July 4th. I did bring my camera with me, but I've only taken it out of the bag once so far. So give me some more time and we'll see if something percolates. <laughs> how is teaching going? Like, how are you teaching photography these days? Well, I uh, fortunately, I do not have undergraduates this quarter. So this was my light quarter where I'm just having grads. I'm starting those grad meetings this week and we'll see how that goes. But art is a very intimate, communal sharing of space. You know, you want to be in a room with your students, looking at them, engaging them. I'm hoping that the, it is going okay for the people that had to switch their classes over to online. But we'll see how the one-hour grad meetings go because, again, that's about being in a person's studio, in their space, which is their workspace, which is like a extension of home to a certain extent. And uh, I, I don't know how that's going to work, but I plan on doing the best that I can for the students because that's they deserve that. And uh, I think it's um, that's the hardest thing within this. For me, I'm perfectly happy to actually be up in Three Rivers and have a little like moment. I'm very upset about my exhibitions being canceled or closed early like any other artist, but it's this is happening throughout the whole world. So I'm actually happy to kind of be able to breathe deeply right now for myself on a personal level and not be as I call it, slam living, <laughs> you know, going from one thing to another, getting on yet another airplane flight. I'm really happy that planet Earth, Mother Nature, gets to take a deep breath in. So there's certain things that I think are really interesting about this moment in time, and I think it'll take us all a long time to process it. I think that the people that are kind of faring the most are people who have studios that they can actually go to their studios and work on their work. I don't really need to do that right now because I don't, my, if I'm working in the studio, I'm making portraits. Uh, and then if I'm working, uh, looking at the world, I'm outside photographing. And so you probably will get pictures of Three Rivers right now, but for my own artwork and my own practice, this is a really confusing time. I, I'm I'm doing a paint by number. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> <laughs> That's photographer and UCLA arts photography professor Catherine Opie from her vacation slash pandemic home in Three Rivers, California. I'm Avishai Artsy, and this is Works in Progress, a production of the UCLA School of the Arts and Architecture. Our music is composed by Austin Danson. Our email address is worksinprogress at arts.ucla.edu. Drop us a note. Let us know what home looks like to you right now. Take care and talk to you soon. <laughs>